This morning, I, I, have, I have one of those treats as a, as a pastor. Oftentimes when I come on Sunday morning, it's, it's my responsibility to, to get up and speak. This morning, I, it, is, it is, honestly, it's a treat for me to have Kevin and Noel Miller with us. And uh, Kevin and Noel, their family, they are, they are brand new missionaries. They are from Georgia uh, by way of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I told them last night, I said, if you're from Georgia and you, and you went and pastored for a while in Milwaukee, you've already had a missionary experience. Uh, but God is sending them to Brussels and they have, they've got an, uh, just, I believe, uh, an exciting and a timely uh, message to share uh, with this church this morning. And, and Kevin Noel, thank you so much for being here. I, I'm so looking forward to what God is going to speak through you. Because we love God, right? We love people. And for the next two Sundays, we're going to focus on loving the world. And my, my prayer is this, is that God will expand both your understanding and your heart for your neighbor, for your nation, and for the nations. Well, good morning, Calvary Orlando. How you guys doing this morning? Man, you know what I love? I love being a part of a lively church, and we are certainly at a lively church this morning. So thank you so much for having us. You know, I want to do this, first of all, and give honor to where honor is due. I know that you guys already know this, but you have some of the most incredible pastors in the country. Can you give it up for your pastors, Pastor Ed and Miss Jody? Thank you guys for having us. Again, we're excited to be here. As Pastor Ed said in the video as well, my name is Kevin. This is my wife, Noelle, and we are missionaries to Europe. I want to take just a second and introduce our family to you. I think they have, there may be a picture of them. We could put that on this screen just for a second. But we are, Kevin and I are foster parents in Milwaukee County. And we've had the incredible privilege of walking through that process. And we've lived there for about six years now. And so our oldest son, his name is London. And that's the little boy that uh, Kevin is holding. And we adopted him when he was 14 months old. And that was just such a beautiful time in our home. And, uh, and then the little boy that I'm holding, that's our biological son, and his name is Ezra. That's a joke. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure everybody was with me this morning. Everybody's awake. We're all together. It's a total joke. I, I really enjoy standing up here and seeing everyone's faces as you're trying to figure out, like, what? I don't know. What? Uh, um, no. So, uh, but that is our little boy, Ezra, and we are coming to the end um, of an adoption process with him. So as you think of us, maybe grab a prayer card on your way out today and pray for that process um, to end shortly so that we can get on our way to Europe. As you can see, we need a lot of prayer, okay? <laughs> you know, for us, our journey actually got started on a trip to Europe. We didn't know each other, and we certainly didn't know Jesus. We didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And I remember my mom basically coming to me and saying, hey, I want for you to go on a missions trip with the church to Ireland. And I was like, Mom, I don't want to go. The kids in the youth group are really strange. I just don't want to be a part of it. And she's like, well, you live in my house, don't you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I pay your bills, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, you're going. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, Mom. How many parents have ever made your kid do something? I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Sowing good seeds. So I went to the first trip meeting of this trip to Ireland, and I saw this beautiful girl right here. And I went to my mom, and I said, Mom, I actually know God's will in my life now, and it's to go on this trip. Like, God is leading. The Holy Spirit has spoken to me, Mom. I don't know what it is, but I'm going. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and so, 
So I went with the complete wrong motives, wrong intentions. And on that trip, I remember being in a park in Dublin, Ireland, and God absolutely arresting my heart for him in an incredible way. And from that moment, Noel and I have both begin to say yes to a journey to Europe. Absolutely. Our vision is really simple. You see, we believe God's taking us on a journey and opening our eyes to spiritual poverty. That there's a poverty that we can see with our eyes, that, but there's something so much more. There's the depravity of a soul that is in need of the gospel. And so our heart is really simple. It's to see the need, not just to look at people, but to actually see them. That requires some responsibility out of us. To serve the forgotten, whether that's the down and out or the up and over, but forgotten people all across Europe. As you heard in that video this morning, only 4% of people attended church all across Europe. You see, we believe finally that you have to share the hope of Jesus. This morning, we lifted our hands and we sung a song about freedom and how Jesus has set us free. And we believe that all across the continent of Europe, there are people that have a right to lift their hands and sing songs about freedom. That there is freedom in Jesus Christ, and we believe that the continent of Europe will be set ablaze with the freedom of Jesus Christ. What we sung about this morning, that's our heart to do and to see that accomplished all across the continent of Europe. We're going to be living in Brussels, Belgium, but we're excited to see what God does all across the continent of Europe. So we're really excited this morning to be able to just bring an encouraging word to you. And just like Noel said, our, our vision of seeing the needs, serving the forgotten, and sharing the hope of Jesus is what we want to share this morning. So why don't we pray this morning? Jesus, thank you so much for what you're doing. God, I pray that you would move in a powerful way this morning. God, I pray that you would just capture our hearts with your word, God, and with this simple thing, these simple three things that we can do. God, I thank you for who you are and what you're going to do this morning. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 3. If you don't have one, uh, that is all right. We're going to have the scripture up on the screen for you as well. But Acts chapter 3, verse 1. You know, I, I just want to share the three simple things that, that God has laid on our heart. And again, I hope that it's an encouragement to you this morning as well. So Acts chapter 3, verse 1. It says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, and Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong, and he jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all of the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all of the people were astonished and came running to them in a place called Solomon's Colonnade. And some translations say Solomon's Porch. You know, as you saw in the video, this story is... Something that is very close to our hearts because it's something that we feel matches up with the vision that's deep down within us to bring the gospel to Europe. 
But again, today, I hope that this is an encouragement, that this, this vision that God has given us can be something that is just practiced in daily life. Because how many of you know there's lost right here in Orlando? There are lost all over Europe. There are lost all over this world that need to hear this incredible gospel of Jesus Christ. So the first thing this morning, the first point is to see the need. See the need. You know, I love this story. Peter and John were on their way to the temple, and it says that Peter and John would go to the temple three times a day to pray because that was Jewish custom. And this beggar was actually set in the same place at the temple gate called Beautiful every single day. So I begin to think about this story that Peter and John would have passed this beggar many times before, right? So what, what changed about this day to where they were actually able to, to stop for him? You know, I, I think this morning there's a really big difference between looking and seeing. You know, I think that before they probably noticed him, they probably looked at him, but it didn't really have too much weight on it, so they would continue to do what they were going to do. And they were doing a good thing, right? They were going to pray at the temple, but something changed to where a good thing became a God thing this day. And they actually saw this man. I think seeing someone has a weight and a responsibility to it that something comes up within you and says, I can actually do something. I can actually help this person, this family, whoever this is in need. And that's exactly what they did that day. It says that Peter came up to the beggar and he knelt down and he grabbed him by the right hand, which would have been a sign of honor saying, hey, I'm on your same level. I am no better than you are. I just want to honor you. So they took the time to really begin to see this man. And you know, I, I think that it's a journey that God takes us on of opening our eyes. It's such a beautiful journey because so many times they passed this man and I believe they were, it was almost like they were blinded to the need there. But I think that the way that we get on God's page and, and have him open our eyes to all of the needs around us is through prayer. It's through spending time with him. You know, we have a two-year-old and a five-year-old who are absolutely incredible that you saw. They are amazing. And the most special thing to me is when they do something that either mom or dad have told them to do, or they emulate us in a good way, sometimes not so good. Come on, somebody. But when they emulate us, it is, it is special. I remember my, my smallest in, in worship sometimes, we say, you want to worship Jesus, and his little hands go up. It's special when we begin to act like our Heavenly Father as well. And I believe that prayer and getting to know Him is a journey of opening your eyes up. You know, there's two scriptures that many of you probably know very well, but one is where Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and the storms are raging. The sea is rough and the disciples are frantic. They're full of fear and Jesus is nonchalantly taking a nap. And the disciples come up to him really full of fear. Jesus, please wake up. We are about to die. What are you doing? Savior of the universe, please save us right now. We're about to die. He wakes up and calmly reaches out his hand, calms the storm with just his voice. The winds and the waves die down. And you know, we fast forward through the Gospels where the tables are turned just a little bit. It's in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is now the one awake and the disciples are sleeping and can't stay awake. And Jesus in this moment is saying, no, this is the time. This is what you stay awake for. Please stay awake in this moment. This is important. 
and they couldn't stay awake. And you know, on this journey of, of God beginning to open our eyes to the needs around us, our prayer is, God, let us be awake to the things that you're awake to. And God, let us sleep to the things that you're sleeping to. There are so many things in this world that we are frantic and fearful about when Jesus is sleeping to it. He is sleeping to it. He's sleeping to a lot of things this morning. He's sleeping to the fear that we may have of moving our family to a city where terrorists may be. He's sleeping to that fear. Something that Orlando knows a little something about. But God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind to be able to go right into the fear because God is opening up our eyes. Amen? He's awake to a lot of things, too. He's awake to the alarming stats of 4% of people attending church earlier this morning in Europe. He's awake to your coworker that you go to work with every day who has no clue who Jesus is. He is awake to the lost all throughout the world. And God is saying, if you would spend time with me and allow me to open up your eyes to begin to see the things that you may pass every day. And there's, again, there's a difference. You may be in a spot where you're saying, but I'm doing a good thing, but maybe you're missing the God thing that's right in front of you. That's the journey we're on. I'm with you this morning saying, God, open up our eyes to the need that is around us. Secondly, Second point is serve the forgotten. Peter and John took the time to go to this man. And again, as I did earlier, they, they knelt down and took him by the right hand. Someone who no one would have wanted to even touch in that culture. But they knelt down and said, I'm, I'm getting on the same level as you. I value you. I'm taking the time to say you are loved. Man, think if... If God could take us on a journey of open up our eyes to the people that others overlook. I think about the millions of refugees in Europe right now that, yes, it's getting some news attention, but not too many people are wanting to live amongst them. Not too many people are wanting to allow them to come into their homes and say, we value you, we love you. And God has given us a heart to say, we want to go, we want to serve them. We want to serve the people that are continually overlooked. And to serve the forgotten, the incredible thing about this scripture is when Peter came to this beggar, he said, silver and gold, I have not. What I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. But I love what the scripture says. When you, when you go into it and dig in a bit in the Greek, it actually says, who I am, I give to you. Can you imagine this morning if we maybe took our minds off a little bit of just what we have? And because so many times when we concentrate on what we have, we say, we don't have enough, God. We don't have enough to make too big of a difference. But when we look deep down and notice that we have all of Christ within us, then a boldness rises up to go in the middle of fear and say, I can do something through Christ. And God, is his, he's, he's leading us on a journey of that boldness saying, you know what, God, I... You certainly haven't designed us in a special way to where we can do something incredibly special in Europe. But with you, I know that we can. With your help, God, with all of you within us, I know that our family can make a difference in Europe. I know that through incredible churches like Calvary, who are being incredibly generous sending us, we can make a difference in Europe. God is doing something in the continent of Europe. 
You know, there was a, one of our colleagues that we're going to be working with. He took a trip to a country called Hungary. And basically, Convoy of Hope goes into all of these different communities. And they think of creative ways to open up the door to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to serve those who have been overlooked and forgotten. And they went into Hungary, into this city. And they always partner with a local church as well, which I love about it. That's really what attracted us to it because we believe that the local church is the hope of the world. We believe that Calvary Orlando is the hope for this area. Amen? Amen. And so they partnered with the local church, and they went into these different houses, and they begin to notice that no one has a family picture. And so they said something as simple to the pastor as, what if we took a picture of the family, we framed it, and we gave it to them as a gift from the church? Just as something of saying, you're valued, you are recognized, and really, really serving the forgotten in that community. And so they went in and they went into this one household. It was going fantastic. The families were really loving the fact that they would have a family picture. And they went into this one house and they met this little girl that was a part of the family. She was probably five or six years old. And the family said, you don't understand how special this is to us. Our daughter was diagnosed with a terminal cancer and she may not have too much longer with us. So this picture means the world to us be able to remember our family together like this. And so our colleague took a moment and he said, you know what, we we didn't just come here to give you a picture. We came here to tell you that God loves you. Can we pray for your little girl? Is that okay? They took the time to say a prayer for the little girl. And, you know, he left that day and the outreach went incredible. And a few weeks later, he got a call from the local pastor there. And he said, you know, the family with with the little girl They didn't go to church before, and now they've been attending church every single weekend after you left. But not only that, their daughter went in for a checkup, and she is completely free of cancer and completely healed. Amen. I think that's what happens when imperfect people that serve a perfect God just say yes to Jesus and begin a journey with him saying, you know what, I can actually take the time to see people and have God open my eyes. I can take the time to serve people. Even though I may not have much, I am much because God is within me. Amen. Lastly today, I I think that seeing and serving mean nothing without sharing the hope of Jesus. There are many incredible organizations out there that do great things for people. But I believe if you don't give them the hope of the world, which is in Jesus, they're left just as lost as they were in the beginning with more stuff, right? Or maybe a little bit better taken care of. Sharing the hope of Jesus is everything to us. And in this story, we see that Peter and John took the time to help the beggar. They they saw him, they served him, and they says they walked with him. I love this part. They took him by the hand and they walked with him. I think it would have been easy probably to come in and see the healing take place and say, hey, thanks, man. Have a good one. But they walked with him, hand in hand, people seeing them with this beggar. It probably would have been frowned upon, but they didn't care because they wanted him to feel loved and valued and recognized. And they wanted him to know that he was seen. And they walked with him to this place called Solomon's Porch. And, you know, I think about this story. It would have been so easy for them to take this good news to the people of God inside of the temple, right? 
it would make sense to take it to God's people within the temple. But Peter had a different idea. He actually wanted to take this to the porch of the temple. And the porch of the temple was a place where the community gathered. It was a place where Jews and Gentiles would have been together. It was a place where commerce took place. And Peter said, this, this is where I want to take the gospel because these are the people that need it most. And he went and he proclaimed the gospel and it said that thousands were added to the church that day because of Peter's boldness, taking it outside of the four walls of the church. And I watch your announcement videos, Calvary, of all of the things that you're taking outside of these four walls and listening to Pastor Ed and Miss Jody at all of the ministry that is outside of these four walls and loving your community. That is what it's all about. And as we go on our journey to Europe, what we're asking God for is, God, let us be porch builders in Europe. Let us join with these churches and just simply build porches onto them to reach out in the community and say, we are here for you, we love you, we value you, and we have an answer, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. See the need, serve the forgotten, share the hope of Jesus. You know, there's a story, it's basically my first first trip with Convoy of Hope Europe. What's incredible is I was on the trip with your pastor, Pastor Ed. And you know, God had really taken Noel and I on a journey of just opening our hearts up to the need in Europe. And as Noel talked about the spiritual poverty and really the, the sheer lostness of people there. And I went on this trip to Montenegro. And I remember we did a lot of outreach with the church there. And the church that we were a part of was 40 people big. We had an outreach that day. And there were over 100 people, which would have been the largest evangelical gathering that the country of Montenegro has ever seen. And I remember being there and meeting this little boy. And I called him the ninja boy because he was a Roma gypsy and we didn't speak the same language. We got to know each other through hugs and high fives and... After that trip, I just, I really began to think a lot about this little boy. I began to think a lot about just the country of Montenegro and how much God is needed in that nation. And here recently, I, I found out a phrase in Montenegro, and we have a slide that actually shows what this phrase is. It's Jesus and Lord in Montenegro. And I just, I want for you to just say this with me. I'll say it and then you repeat it. Say, Isus ye gospod. Isus ye gospod. You know, we're on this trip and I get on the airplane and I begin to think about the moment of meeting this kid. And I learned on this trip that there were actually only 150 evangelical believers in the entire nation of Montenegro. And I begin to think about the little ninja boy that I met, and I begin to think, will he ever hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? I begin to think about the fact that there are more Christians in this room times four than there are in the entire nation, more than that than there are in the entire nation of Montenegro. And you know what's special? Is this morning, more people have lifted up the name of the Lord in this Montenegrin language than ever before. 
So let's say this one more time and just give God praise and say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus, ye gospel. Jesus, ye gospel. I believe that all over the world there are little ninja boys, and especially throughout Europe, that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are desperate for an answer. They are desperate for someone to see them. Everyone's been overlooking them. They're desperate for someone to come in and just say, I want to serve you. What can I do in your life? And they desperately within are longing for something more, which is that relationship with Jesus. I hope this encourages you this morning because it's not just us going to Europe, but I believe you guys are a hand extended for us right here in Orlando. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. And for us, we are a hand extended for you in Europe, bringing the gospel to people who desperately need it. But this morning, I I begin to think that, man, who is it in your life? Who is it in your life that needs to be seen? You may be doing the good thing that, that you feel like you're doing, but you may be missing the God thing of someone who desperately needs you to see them. I continually pray, God, give us opportunities to serve more people. Give us more opportunities to serve more people. There are so many avenues right here through Calvary of serving people all in your community. If you would just sign up and say yes. And to share the hope of Jesus in your own personal walk, in your own personal life. And you know, as we stand here on this journey, we are only 10% away of going to Europe. We are only 10% away. And it's from generosity and prayers of churches like you that we're able to go. And I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be your hand extension in Europe. I want to say thank you for giving us that opportunity, Calvary Orlando. Thank you for getting involved in what God is doing. He's doing an incredible work, and he's not done. And I believe, I believe, I believe that every single one of these seats will be filled on Easter Sunday. And God, the the best is yet to come for this place. The best is yet to come, but it takes us doing those simple things. And I believe that the best is yet to come for Europe. I believe that there are so many people there that are waiting for people to say yes to go, but we couldn't go without churches like you. So I want to say thank you, Calvary. I want to say thank you, and I hope that this is an encouragement to you. And I just want to say a prayer for you. I want to pray a blessing over this church. I want to pray for continued favor with this church and in your life. And I want to pray that God begins to open your eyes to see the need to serve the forgotten and to share the hope. Jesus, thank you. That this morning, God, you would take the time to allow your word to be spoken. And God, such a simple message of just seeing people, God, not just looking, but stopping and really seeing them. God, give us the courage to see people. Let us be close to you and begin to emulate you in our lives and begin to really, truly have an eye-opening experience. And God, don't let us stop there. Let us serve people who have been looked over. Let us serve the marginalized in our community, God, and let us step out and and for our family, God, let us serve those who need you in Europe that have been looked over. 
And God, most importantly, give us a boldness and a courage to bring your gospel wherever we are, the good news wherever we are. Let us have a a boldness of knowing that you are within us to be able to do this. God, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for what you're doing. We pray a blessing over this place, God. We pray that it is filled to overflowing on Easter, God. We pray for continued favor with Calvary Orlando, and God, we thank you for what you're doing. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.